coming up on today's episode is if you're not speaking up right now, especially as a business owner, don't think that's going to serve you in the long run. We know that we have the power to use our businesses for good. And especially when we have people in the black community using our products, being coached by us, listening to our podcasts, attending our events, buying our courses, buying tickets to our speaking engagements. And you don't have a goddamn thing to say. Okay, I'm just going to say it. 2020 needs to clock the fuck out. She needs to exit the chat. She needs to mute her mic. She needs to delete the tweets. I'm over it. (laughs) To be honest, as if anything is any different, even though the world is completely different, Um, The way that I start these podcasts is not. I never know how to start these. Introductions are probably the worst part about having a podcast. But let me just say this. I just had some ice cream, which like I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work out in the long run. But I just had some ice cream and I added some semi-sweet chocolate chips and your girl's ready to rock and fucking roll on this podcast. It's been another heavy week for all of us and... I think if we have ears and a brain and like semi-decent eyesight, it's been a rough year. It's been a rough couple of weeks, a couple of months. If you're tapping into that collective energy, it's a little anxious, it's a little angsty. I know for myself, I have not been sleeping well the last two weeks and it started when the protests were in my city. That first week, when all of that happened, there were helicopters and police going through the canyon every 10 minutes until probably 3 a.m. And ever since then, like, I've just been having a hard time getting to sleep at a decent hour. And since it's been really difficult for me to sleep, it's like once I'm asleep, I'm asleep, but it's just getting to the sleep part that's hard. I'm working on it. I know that it eventually will come back to normal. I was able to delete the Instagram app from my phone over the weekend and that gave me a lot of just grounded energy and I realized what a privilege it is for me to be able to check myself out of this extremely important conversation that the whole world is having. But I also really believe that like in order to have these conversations and to continue to show up in this time like we have to give ourselves an opportunity um, to rest and to recalibrate or else we're just we're not doing anyone any good so I don't want to make this podcast a it's not a political or agenda driven or pro anti (laughs) anything obviously I'm anti-racist and that's the premise that I'm going to be taking on Um, but for me this is a human's rights issue I'm coming at this from a completely human rights standpoint and how we meaning me and you can use our businesses to implore diversity, equity, and inclusion into the world. And I'm going to be really authentic here too. This podcast has been so difficult for me to record 
actually the last two weeks of podcast have been really difficult for me to record. I keep fumbling over my words. I can't seem to get my message across. I'm a little insecure, okay, a lot insecure, and scared of just how my voice may be perceived and in what context. And I'm doing my best to hopefully contribute positively to this conversation because it does really, really mean a lot to me. And it's important for me that my audience knows that I'm standing with them in solidarity. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that me not having words (laughs) is really out of character for me. I feel like I'm always a chatty Kathy. I always have something that I want to say. I mean, I've been podcasting for almost two years straight and to just be at a loss of words and like fumbling around is not normal Brie behavior. And when I say things like this is so hard to talk about for me, I also I'm I feel like I'm making this about myself. And when really this conversation is so much bigger than me and it's so beyond me and my vocabulary and I've been questioning myself, like, does the world really need to hear my voice in all of this? Like, does the world need another white woman slash white passing woman to talk about anti-racism? Like, is that is that what what we need? And I don't have the answer to that. I really wish I did. Um, Anti-racism work is not, quote unquote, confusing to me. I get it. I get why we need to do it. I like I said, if you have like semi-decent eyesight, hearing, and a brain, there's no doubting that this is a conversation we need to be having right now. But my place in it as a white passing woman, it feels like I'm just walking on quicksand. And especially when I'm seeing leaders that I've taken courses with, that I've supported, and I've listened to their podcasts, or friends that I've been on my podcasts, or that I've just supported them in general are, are silent right now, or they make this about them. And I know we've all seen it. If you're in the online space, online community, you've seen some of these really big leaders, these, you know, white women, white passing women get dragged all across the internet. The receipts have been released. <laughs> and I'll be really honest for a second. I felt sorry for them. And then I was like, well, you had it coming. Because when the DMs get released, when the emails get released, when the tapes get released, there's no, you're exposed, you've, you exposed yourself before this whole situation even occurred. And, and this is where I get really, really mad. I get mad, mad. Because if you have to be told what to give a shit about, we have big problems because no one should have to tell you why this issue is important. I cannot believe we are spending our energy and our breath debating racism or police brutality. Do you need another fucking video? Do we need another black man to die at the hands of cops? I shouldn't have to spend 12 hours on the phone this week explaining to my white friends why we need to pivot our businesses to be more inclusive. I want to spend my time discussing action, like the verb actions, acting that we can take, not acting like 
performance allying, but actual actions that we can take and more ways that we can listen and learn. When I go onto my social media accounts, when I check my emails and you're blasting your fucking skincare routine or your latest product or sales training, when there are people dying in the streets, Bethany, yeah, I'm going to get fucking mad. And I know everyone is saying, well, we shouldn't judge others for not saying anything. We don't know where they're at. Um, yeah, we should. I'm going to say it right now. We should be judging people who are not saying things right now. Because I'm and I and I feel sorry for saying this and I know a lot of people are going to disagree. But and I don't want to shame people into speaking out right now which I know this sounds so hypocritical because I don't think that the best way to get people to speak or to join us, to call them into this conversation, even though I really believe this is the right side of history, is if you're not speaking up right now, especially as a business owner, don't think that's going to serve you in the long run. We know that we have the power to use our businesses for good. And especially when we have people in the black community using our products, being coached by us, listening to our podcasts, attending our events, buying our courses, buying tickets to our speaking engagements. And you don't have a goddamn thing to say. Not on my fucking watch. It's been two weeks, two weeks since this whole thing with the protests and the riots started. So don't give me any of this. I'm still processing my emotions. You've had the fucking time to process your emotions, which like what is there to process exactly? I mean, I get it. The first week was definitely a mindfuck for a lot of white people, myself included. I was like, whoa. But I knew straight away which side I was standing on and made that known immediately. Even if I didn't have the right words, I made it known. And actually, we don't we didn't have two weeks to figure this out. We've had 400 years to fucking process our feelings on systemic racism and white supremacy. And look where that got us. So if you haven't said anything, what that tells me (laughs) is you just don't care. Or two, you haven't sat down, you haven't taken the time to actually do the work required so you can say something. So you're not only doing yourself a disservice from jumping into a really important conversation, And trust me when I say this, no one is looking to you, a white person, to lead the conversation on race. As a white person, right now it's not our job to learn how to educate on anti-racism work. There are actually consultants where that is their job, where they not only lead you on on a personal level, but also within your organization. And right now, the only thing you need to do is you're being asked to educate yourself, listen, and learn. No one is asking you to speak about it perfectly. No one is expecting you to say all the right things and do it right. There are chances that you're going to fuck this up. I know I probably have already 10 times in just this podcast and we aren't even that far into it. But that's how you learn and that's how you become aware and correct the behavior. And, and I want to go back to that really quick because so many of these business 
coaches and business people have always said like you just have to go for it and if you fuck up you fuck up and you'll rebound and you'll you know figure it out this is the this is where you practice what you preach if you're not saying the right things and listen I'm not either I'm not perfect in any of this but I'd rather try and say something than not say anything at all I would rather let people know where I stand imperfectly than say nothing at all. But if you're a business owner, a course creator, etc., this is my second point. Black people are taking notes. Your black community is taking notes. I am taking notes. I know some of my other white friends are taking notes. And so when we see you out here, continuing as business as usual, posting your skincare routine. Do you honestly think that we are going to want to support your podcasts, work with you, promote you, stand on your stages, attend your trainings, Because if you don't have words right now, I don't have words for you ever. And like J.G. Autry said in the last podcast episode, if you haven't listened to that, please go listen to it. Um, We're going to be making a donation based on the ad revenue for that podcast to Campaign Zero. But J.G. Autry said that people are comfortable with taking black dollars but not standing up for the black community. Not on my fucking watch. But it's not just enough to sit here and point fingers. I want to, and this is where, (laughs) like, my rage needs to end and I need to tone it down and, like, and I hope that my whole rage right now is not coming off as shaming other people. Although I could argue that I definitely am and... I'm sorry if it's making you feel some type of way, but I'm actually not sorry because I'm really trying to get you to see from a different perspective. And if you feel a little shame right now because you haven't said anything, you probably need to sit with yourself for a minute and think why you're feeling shame to begin with or why you're feeling guilt to begin with. But on to my next point. I want to talk to you guys about this town hall meeting that I attended earlier this week. It was hosted by Rachel Rogers, Erica Hines, and Susan Hyatt. And they also had Robert Hartwell, Sonia Renee Taylor, and Nathan Berry also attend. It was a great group. Like that group together was just amazing. Um, I believe the replay for the town hall is available. So if I can find the link, I will definitely link it down below. It was incredibly educational. I learned so much. I took five pages of notes and it gave me a ton of ideas on how I can make my business more inclusive. And one of the things that Erica Hyde said, one of the speakers, she is a diversity equity inclusion consultant DEI I'm still learning my acronyms she brought up this really great framework that was created by Barbara J Love and there was four steps to this framework the first was awareness analysis action and then accountability slash allyship 
she talked about awareness, which is the first step, which is what we're seeing right now on social media in the news is when we start becoming aware of the injustice, where it look it looks like people are sharing every story, every image, every video on all of the racism that we can find, which there is a lot, right? Like, that's why I'm like having a hard time understanding why people are still confused or thinking that racism doesn't exist. Because I'm like, look at the tapes, look at the receipts. So what happens is a lot of folks want to jump from the awareness into the action. But we need to go through all of the other parts of the process as well. And so the analysis... And, and I'll just say, I am definitely that person that's like awareness and I want to catapult into action. That is in my blood. That is in my bones. I push and I pull and I scrape and I claw. That is just who I am at the core. So that's my first inclination when I become aware of something. How can I jump into action? But there's a whole other side to this of the analysis. And that is why this podcast is coming out so late. That is why some of my like posts and things are coming out later and just not at like the normal times is because I want to take a step and I want to take a beat, take a breather and really ground myself and center myself in, in what I'm sharing. Um, And again, I'm gonna, I don't want to go through like her whole presentation because (laughs) I don't feel like that. Again, I'm not trying to lead the work here. I'm just trying to show you what I've learned. If I can find the replay, definitely go and watch um, the town hall meeting. It's two hours long, but it went by so quickly. Uh, One of the things that she says about analysis is to ask yourself, Why does there continue to be this issue or these issues? And find where you, where I can be the most impactful. What can we do about it? How are we going to dismantle structural racism? And at the end of the town hall meeting, they did a great job. They actually put together a, what is it called? Um, A, they put together a, the anti-racist small business pledge, which I printed out and have in my little binder here that I use every single day. I put it in the front so I can constantly be reminded of it. So there are just a few ways that I'm planning on taking action in my life and my business. I'm not sharing this to win brownie points, so don't come at me with any of this performance allying bullshit. Save that for all those celebrities that that did that stupid fucking video. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So I'm just sharing this so that I can hold myself accountable. So I also want to make mention that one of the things that we discussed in the town hall meeting is that we don't have to make these changes in our businesses overnight. Um, We're trying to reverse and dismantle racism that has been around in our country for 400 years. It's going to take time. It's going to take consistent effort to change these things. So which brings me to my first commitment um, is that over the next five years, increasing 6% each year, 
which totals to 30% at the end by 2025, is that any vendors, contractors, service providers that we use will be BIPOC, which is Black Indigenous Person of Color, or specifically a woman of color owned business. I also really want to do my due diligence um, with creating equal representation and diversification on on the podcast guests that I've had on. Yeah, that needs to happen. And that is of no fault to anyone but myself. So for every one white person that I have on the podcast, I want to make sure that I have one BIPOC. I don't know how to pronounce that BIPOC or people pronouncing it that way. Again, see, I'm still new, but I want to make sure that there's equal representation. And I mean, that might not always look like I have a white person and then an Asian person and then a white person and then a Mexican or Hispanic or Latina person um, and then a white person and then a black person. Again, I don't think that that's the best way to go about it either. Um, But I want to make sure that I am equally representing and diversifying who my podcast guests are. The next thing is all conferences, workshops, masterclasses, or training that I attend or host will have equal representations and diversifications of BIPOC and women of color. All communities, forms, threads that I host on any platform, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or on Teachable, I will have it clearly outlined what is tolerated and what is not tolerated in the discussion and what I will allow airspace for. Uh, James Baldwin has a really amazing quote that was actually brought up by Sonia, I believe, in the town hall meeting. I'm going to pull it up for you guys because I put it on my Instagram today and it was so encompassing of what I want discussion forms to look like in any of my courses. So the quote is, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. I'm going to say that again because I'm going to make myself clear and I'm going (laughs) to use this quote um, when discussing what will be tolerated and what will not be tolerated. James Baldwin writes, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. So the next commitment that I'm making is 10% of any of my continuing education. I will be taking either a course or working privately one-on-one with a DEI consultant, which DEI, as I was saying, stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. To make sure that I'm just continuing to grow my awareness and action around anti-racist work in the workplace, I don't expect to be the only person running my business forever. I know that as I grow and expand, um, I'm going to be hiring more people and making sure that I'm cultivating a space where people feel like they can be themselves is very, very important to me. As you guys know, when I worked in corporate America, I did not receive that. I always felt like I had to be 
or act a certain way in order to fit in. And I don't want to ever create that same work environment for another human being. My next commitment is by 2021, so the beginning of next year, I want to have a scholarship program in place for at least one of my courses or programs for a BIPOC or a woman of color. And the next one is something that I really want to try to get done by the end of the year because I've been wanting to redo my website. And one of the things that I will be adding to my website is making sure that I have somewhere on there a commitment statement on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So uh, this also extends to like contracts and emails. I don't know if I'm going to have like a little like, you know, those like lines at the bottom of like the emails where like I discuss where I can include like a quick little statement Um, and same with contracts and just outlining the specific steps that I'm taking, like I'm sharing right now on the podcast to make sure that I am, again, running a business that is diverse, equitable, and inclusive. So as of right now, those are the commitments that I have made. And again, I'm not sharing all of this so you can follow my exact steps or contributions. Everyone's business is different and not a different place, especially financially about what they can and can't do. I get that. And this is just the start for me. I know that there's even more that I can do. Um, And as I was saying, like, as my team expands, I'd love to make sure that I have a very diverse team of men and women helping me. Um, This is just a really good jumping off point for me and my business. So I really encourage you to just do your own work and figure out in what small ways you can give back. Uh, I hope that this podcast was insightful. I don't really know if it was necessarily helpful. Uh, My intention wasn't to try to lead this work because I really believe my place right now is actually in the backseat with some snacks and a notebook and (laughs) listening to these amazingly powerful black leaders and and educators and I am so grateful that I am actually living during this time I know it's tumultuous as fuck but I do think and it is my hope that this all of this that we're going through right now is working towards a much larger goal not just nationally but also globally where inclusion equity and diversity become the norm And if my business in some way can be a vessel for the collective, in, like I said, a very small way, I will have fulfilled a huge part of my purpose in life. I love you all so much. Thank you for just taking a moment to be with me today, even though I was a little crazy in the beginning. (laughs) Um, I will see you guys next week for a new episode. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Bye.